Yes, it is Thursday. It is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, guys? We all okay? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too bad, man. But where the hell did Rich just disappear? <laughs> he's had enough already. He started and he's finished before. He just got ah, he's thrown in the towel. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's been a while since I've spoken to you both. Um, various reasons, um, personal and vacational and all the rest of it. Are we both doing it? I haven't seen you in so long. Ah, not too bad. Uh, obviously, last week I had a bit of a stare with my dog, and that's why I wasn't on last week's show. But all good now. But um, but yeah, uh, I'll be in Greece in a couple of weeks' time, so I might join on the show while I'm live. So I'm, I'm bringing my, I'm bringing my laptop and I'm bringing my microphone with me to Greece. So I might join in from. Yeah. Sure, so I, I, I was, I, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say when you say you're in Greece, you mean as in the country, not as in the fluid. Oh no, I'm, no, I'm talking about all about the Greece lightning. All the musical. Greece lightning. Scottish Greece lightning. Yes, all yes, guys. All on Uzo gives you just chills. Honestly, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good night. <laughs> <laughs> but of course we are here to continue talking about uh the cowboys off season week two of camp uh lots yeah. to talk about this week um good, good usually because I, I have like completely lost track of this whole week at all because i've not really been paying much attention so it'd be really good to kind of get <laughs> up to speed <laughs> yeah yeah C- come in and do instead of talking about what's going on come and catch up mate absolutely yeah, Absolutely. And obviously that goes for everyone at home as well. Get your comments and questions and feelings and whatever we talk about, if you agree or disagree. But one thing I do need to do is I need to shout out all the podcast listeners that have the audio only. I mean, those guys right now are absolutely on fire for us. Yeah, big big shout out to our Spotify and Apple Music listeners, man. Big shout out. All of them. They are absolutely flying. It's flying out. Thank you very much, guys. As we always say, you are our MVPs. The real MVPs. The real. The real. One and only. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yes, I think what we'll do is we'll start with... Let's start with the crap, first of all, guys. So, uh, James Washington last week went down with a broken foot. Um, Talk of the town at the moment is the wide receiver core. Um, now, we're all going to have different versions of what we feel. Um, I'll give my two pence in at the end. But let's swing around uh, and get into discussion about the quarterback. Uh, quarterback? Wide receiver core. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to read three things at once. So let's talk about the wide receiver core. How does everybody feel about it right now? Very, uh, rel- very reliant on one person right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's, there was a scary, there was a scary moment with him was. this week where he actually yeah. went down for a couple of seconds and then got up and you know was straight back into it. But you yeah. know that was on Wednesday. I, I, mm. Yeah, I'm I'm sure Ron McClay this week is just every time somebody's gone down because James Washington <laughs> went down, Jordan yeah. Lewis went down yeah. for a little bit straight after, and I'm sure Will McClay was like, oh Jesus Christ, you know. But hmm. um, yeah, I think. We're seeing enough out of the the young guys that I don't think we necessarily need to go panicking and paying over the odds at the moment for somebody Mm -hmm. like T.Y. Hilton or whatever. I think, you know, if 
get get past the first preseason game, see how these guys actually do in a game situation. See if you've got something there, if you've got something to build on. If not, therefore, then go and either target somebody or start looking at the veterans that are likely to be cut at the end of the training camps on other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the veterans, obviously, you don't need to teach them how to run a nine route in the NFL or, a, yeah. you know, the various passing trees. You just basically need to get them up to speed on um, on the playbook. And, you know, when way back, if you go back to the last time we had uh, a wide receiver by committee, Oh, and we then ended up trade. We ended up trade for Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari exactly. Cooper pick, picked up the offense within ten days, pretty much. You know, we yeah. picked him up the week before, uh, during the bye week. He had ten days to work with Dak or so, and then he was full flow for the first game. Yeah. Now, um, what you say, I'll come to you now, Rich, in a sec. The one thing I will say that has been a bit of a shining light in the whole wide receiver core situation is at the moment, and he's not renowned for doing it, is Dak has been on fire in practice. He's been like, he's been holding it steady. He's been holding the ship. And usually practice, we always say this about Dak, is that you see him in practice and you go, oh, well, why are you trying that? And then all of a sudden the the lights come on and he just balls out. Um, It it really sounds like he's really come into his element, this training camp. He is becoming that franchise quarterback that we're asking for. He's doing all the right things. He's Mm -hmm. listening to his coaches. He's, yeah, yeah, so if that can transpire going into the season, I don't see how us as a fan, as us as fans can have any argument against that at all he's there doing his job yeah yeah go on then rich we haven't heard from you in a while because you've been busy doing baby things so what's your take uh on the whole wide receiver core i mean you've yeah. got a wide receiver core of your own at the moment in that house so. oh mate it's yeah <laughs> I, I can cover them all sorry mate. i'm sorry that, that was a, that, that was that was a good one mate that was a good the one new one's going every now and then one will come out <laughs> Wait, that sounds like me having kids. Um, yeah, the um, it's it's put me a little bit on edge. Um, Come like on, you then. said, it Come all on. rides ultimately Rich on CD Lamb. Well, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be normal otherwise, would it? But <laughs> it just it does smack of like going on from what Graham was saying. Um, not Graham, Lawn, sleep that bridge. I've been away a while, I know. Um, going on from what Lawn was saying. Um, about wide receiver by committee, it does smack of when we got or before we got Amari Cooper. Um, that 2017 things by committee generally don't work. You, I mean, teams can get away and they have done, and teams have done pretty well as re- recently as last season of having one good solid wide receiver and then a bunch of guys, yep. but you need to have that good wide receiver. And that's why we went away and got Amari Cooper. And your hope is that that's what CD Lamb's going to be this year. But I'm not 100% convinced. I really hope he is. I think he can be, but I'm not 100% yet. Mm-hmm. I so mean, I the, the, the thing is, the thing, <clears throat> the thing is, what I was going to say is that, like, it's not a saving grace. You'd rather nobody get injured. But the fact that, it's happening yeah. so early in camp isn't a bad thing because you know yeah let, let's not let, let's not forget right that we're all going oh wide receiver depth and I put the list of wide receivers on our Facebook and people look at it and go uh 
If I oh said yeah, the sick you, one is Turpin. <laughs> if I said to you though that Tony Romo was going to get injured, then our backup Callum Moore is going to get injured, and we're going to our third string quarterback in Dak Prescott. People were even back then going, "Oh no, our season's done." <laughs> Little did we know what would yeah. turn out. It happens. It happens more often than not, especially with the Cowboys. Even there's near enough. There's always a guy that goes undrafted that makes the team near enough every year and makes an impact. Um, heck, even keeping it with wide receivers, you're going back a ways, but you've got um, uh, Miles Austin. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at Cole Beasley. People keep Cole talking Beasley. about Cole Beasley. Even he came in and out of the so, team. If I, yeah. Up and down like a yo-yo at the minute, potentially, but that's a different kettle of fish. Um, but yeah, it's it, it happens a lot. It can happen from anywhere, and that's one of the good things of having. If you've got a bunch of guys, you've got a bunch of them. So if you're going to be playing the numbers game, in effect, you've got the numbers to do that. But you, it doesn't fill you with confidence when you're going into a season with that. Um, you you don't expect great things, especially coming off of last season where everyone was crazy confident going in. It was, oh, Dallas has got one of the best wide receiver cores in the league, which they did. Um, Team 40 burger all day long. Everyone was expecting it genuinely, not just hype. Like They were genuinely expecting really good scores, and the scoreline generally was good. The team finished really, really high in terms of points scored. So uh, part of me is like, is it because of that? You know, is it a bit of the gap in between? Um, maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, and Jerry Jones has said it, and Calamore pretty much repeated it um, yesterday in a press conference. You know, very not very often we get a Calamore press conference, but he was out mm. talking. Pretty much reiterated what Jerry Jones said, that, look, um, opportunities arise and we'll see what we've got in the young guys. See, I'm so glad that you just mentioned that because I was going to bring up this point. It's like, go on, mate, go for it, go for it. So, and I want to get your guys' take on this, and this is related to James Washington. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mention one name, TJ Vasho. Yeah, on yeah. fire. He's on fire. Yeah. Like he is on fire. Like, like, like for him, this is a golden opportunity for him right now. Golden did you see? Did you see though? Did you see Dennis Houston yesterday? I didn't know. I haven't. He's like playing said... the X, playing the X receiver because obviously, what are we gonna do? Dak targeted him a load during like this yeah. whole mock game, and he was reeling them in. In fact, as they were saying on a uh, what was it, Talking Cowboys yesterday, right? He was targeting Houston. Fahoko yeah. was open half the time, and he wasn't going to Fahoko's. But as you see here, DJ Dog is saying that, you know, Fahokos have been making plays today. So hopefully, yeah, here's, here's know, the hopefully he is spreading it around. And then, you know, if, if we can get that to take the next step where he becomes on a level with, mm-hmm. say, the likes of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers plays with, you know, last, last year he was playing with Devante Adams and a bunch and, of no-names. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. you know, if he can make that work, if that can get to, you know, take his level that little bit further mm, up, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick yeah, with these the, young guys. Yeah, and just how the, how many times have we missed out on guys like Danny Amendola because we've had these yeah. big name guys up and we've we've told things around to keep guys when they've been injured or whatever or not performing or holding out for beginning part of training camp or whatever. 
knowing that they'll be back ready for the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to cut one of these guys at the end and they go off somewhere else and explode into the league. And yeah, like you say, with Ami, Amadola, and he has like, he spends like 50 years in the league. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just want to bring up and reiterate DG Dog's comments. So, for our audio listeners, so um, DG, DG Dog made the comment saying uh, Washington has a similar body type as a running back for Hoko, is making plays today. Tolbert's best practice mm. also today. Mm. Turpin running sweeps and only one fielding punts today. So, yeah. great comment as always from our regular listener, DG Dog. Big shout out mm. to you, my friend. All the Yukis out there that bring us the comments, they OG. bring the fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, bring the, they bring the fire. Um, so my next question then, uh, and everyone I hope is the, the the question is with this being the case, what's the answer for you guys at the moment at wide receiver? Is the answer free agency? Is the answer see what you got? Is the answer a trade? Listen, I'm actually gonna stick with Jerry Jones in this one. I'm actually going to put faith in TJ Vasher on this. This is why I mentioned this. I'm actually yep. willing to put some faith from what we've seen so far in camp. Like I've not looked on what he's done so far this week, but from last week he came at Gunslinger. If he can continue that momentum, it's like why not? Why not? Yep. Like I, I, I'm, I'm at that point now. I'm just like you know, if, if the kid's gunning for it and he's doing it all for camp. Give him the chance. Let him be that wide receiver number three. Let him let him go guns blazing, you know? I, yeah. Go on. Go on, go on. I, I, I'd, I'd say exactly the same thing as, you know, it's the first week of training camp. We've not even had the first preseason game. I think you can you can look at these guys, give them the run out, and closer to the end of camp, if you're getting worried about where you are with these guys, then, yeah, bring somebody in. But if you're bringing somebody in, you're, you're only going to be a pro progress stopper uh tolbert's looking good tolbert's maybe even looking like he could be the number two for the opening day now um you're gonna get washington back washington has got a similar um, injury to what demarcus lawrence had last year that was 10 weeks it's the first week of training camp so you've got four weeks then you're talking about put put him on the ir to return you bring him back after four weeks or whatever Eight to ten weeks was how long Demarcus Lawrence was out. Yeah. Potentially, he's in for th- three quarters of the season. And again, if he if he has the potential that he had in college when he was a Blitnikov Award winner, then you know, again, we should be dancing. You shouldn't you shouldn't write him off for the whole season. So yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, like the thing you got to look at with Jane Washington as well. He's given him six to eight weeks. So that puts I, I, him. I thought it was ten weeks in some reports. Some the, the reports are all over the shop, but basically what they're saying, if you want to round it off, really, is they're saying it's week four to week eight is what they're saying. Really, is when you're going to get Washington back. I mean, he has been, mind you, cursed since he's come to the Cowboys. They brought him in straight away. He was yeah. injured, um, yeah. and he had a problem in his ranch, and then. He first day of camp, he uh, goes and hurts himself on a deep pass, and then it was this, he just completely cursed. Um, so it is something to be said. But Rich, what what was your feeling? What do you think the answer is? Are, are you with everyone on this consensus? Pretty much. Um, okay. You have to wait and see what you have as much as you can. The trade off with that is that you then limit your options. Because free agency at the minute 
is the options there are pretty terrible. Um, not in necessarily in terms of quality, but with a whole host of other factors like reliability, injury, injury history, um, availability, cost factor, as well. cost factor, all of that kind of stuff. Because you're looking at about cool. 10 mil to bring exactly. in a free agent. Like it's just even for one season, for one season, you're talking about for 10 mil. Season. Exactly. Well, if you Is look it... at the linebacker we just brought in, his deal last year was well, the one year I'm, I'm, deal on we'll get to him. I'm, I am, I'm glad so, you brought that up, Chris. So that, that comes into it. But like Lorne said, it's a progress stopper. You've got to know, with this many young guys, you've got to know, especially when some of them do look like they're flashing, you've got to get at least, I think, two games in to the preseason before you even start thinking about yeah. really keying up some options and seeing who's available if you think that is a route you're probably going to want to go but then yeah you realistically you are looking at a trade mm. you're going to need to trade away some depth from somewhere else because at that point and this ties into a comment that someone put in earlier on in 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 the week on the group was that if you bring in someone at this point they uh, it was words to the effect of he he thought it would be more beneficial to give pollard more playing time than it is to bring someone else in and that does have a point because you then, at that point, you need to have someone like an Amari Cooper, a very well-established wide receiver, someone who is very smart, very savvy, is able to pick up things on the fly or is necessarily from a scheme that's not too dissimilar to be able to adapt on the fly. So the longer you leave it, the more you confine yourself, potentially, before you start having diminishing returns and start having delays on it. So you have to take that into account as well, but you also have to wait. So it's how long do they let that go? And you've only got three preseason games now. This is the downside of only having three preseason games is that you've got less time in that aspect to quantify what you have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, you know, when you go through it, because some of the, the comments I've heard swirling around is that, don't forget, there's going to be roster, you know, roster cut downs. But like my argument to that is that if they're not good enough for one team, why they're should they be good enough yeah. for the Cowboys? You're just picking up someone else's trash. Basically. Yeah, if, if, if they're going to pick someone up, it needs to be someone that is on par with CD Lamb slash better. Yeah. Really. Sorry, I've got a counter argument with that statement with regards okay. to pick, picking up someone else's trash. Yeah. It might be down to the coaching the style of coaching for that player might not suit. That player might actually be more effective on a different type of coach. Different yeah. system. No, I know. I know what you're saying. But generally, that you're cutting trash, isn't you? Is what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, and like one one other thing on that is that you know the, some of the cuts that are made on the final pre uh, on the the final cut down day. Are where you get where you're getting rid of a vested veteran so that you don't have to pay him the full mm. if he's on the if he's on yeah. the roster on the first week or first day of the the regular season mm -hmm. you've got to pay him for that entire 17 week season yeah, 17 right. 18 week season yeah. so sometimes guys are doing that you're also cutting some of these Practice guys and telling dogs. them telling them to because they don't go through waivers they yeah. you tell them to stay so that you know, you can sign them as a free agent straight away. If you can get in, yeah, you may have to pay a little bit of a premium, but, you know, you say, right, well, I know you're on the hook for staying with Pittsburgh or whatever, but, you know, we'll give you an extra 250000 this year or whatever, come to Dallas, you know, and you've got a chance. So mm -hmm. um, it, you're not necessarily picking up trash, but, I mean, 
one man's one man's trash is another man's uh, gold and all that sort of stuff. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. If the scheme, if the scheme fits them better, then great. Yeah, because I mean, like I've gone through the free agent list as well, uh, and looking at it, I, I just, just there's nothing that re- there's one guy that particularly stands out for me. But even then, I'm. I just think we've already got that type of player. But you go through it and you go, Will Fuller is straight out the gate. And you go, injury history. Mm-hmm. And the problem we've got with wide receivers is they're all getting injured. So, no. T.Y. Hilton is would be a nice option, but he's going to be the most expensive wide receiver. Out the uh, that, was the, that was the thing I was trying to say. If we can get him cheap, then yes. But, I would, but, but, but yeah, he'd be too expensive. too expensive. And you think as well that there's going to be other teams – between now and when these players want to sign that have wide receiver injuries. So that only puts their price up because of supply and demand. You know what I mean? Well, uh, Eman- Emmanuel Sanders is the next one. And I'm like, yeah. nah, no, he's, he's nearly 36. No. no. Yeah. Alan Hearns. And I'm like, mm. just Sean Jackson. And you're just like, no, no, no chance. Yeah. I would take yeah. Sean Jackson. I'm sorry. I don't care how good of a player is, but I would not have a. No, absolute... well, he's, 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 He's a gadget player, really, isn't he? When you yeah. think about it, Danny Amendola, who's in his that would be ironic to bring. Is he him not up. retired? <laughs> he's he, apparently he's still on the list. You got OBJ, um, but the trouble with OBJ is he's going to be out for the first few weeks of the season because yep. he's still injured. He, yeah. So he's no different to not having Gallup. You're not, you're not really doing anything. So then it leads me to the next guy, which is only my only guy I see is Adam Humphreys, but. He's going to be expensive. He's going to be eight, nine, no, ten. Mil. Well, I think so. Really? Yeah, Humphreys. Nah, yeah. I don't think it'd be that I'm expensive. Telling you. Oh, right, hold on. Let me see what his last contract was. Um, there, is, there is one. There is one person who said he's a, he's willing to come to Dallas as well. Uh, and okay, let's have that conversation. No, 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 no. I d- I don't think it's who you think it. Is. I'm about to say it's okay. somebody. Bill Parcells used to uh, classify as the player. Oh, wait a minute. Adam Humphreys has gone off the list. Has he signed somewhere then? Oh, no, he is still there. Um, go on. Continue on. So, Terrell Owens has... Who, oh, come has on. At 45 years old, he's, he's really still playing in the family. Um, was he's it not with the Titans? The like... league and all that, you know, so. Titans, yeah. So he was Four at the Titans. He was at he's at the Titans for five mil. So you think that price is only going up? Realistically, I don't see it going down. If it does, not by very much. It's yeah. Someone will need it, him. It's never going to go down. Which, let's be honest, because of the whole cap and all that and inflation, it's always going to go up. Exactly. Yeah, and I you just look, think you look you look at situations like Denver, where Denver are on three mm. straight years, their number one or potential number one wide receiver has gone down with an ACL injury. Starting yeah. with Cortland Sutton, the latest ones, Patrick. Um, you know, they've got these guys coming back from injuries, and mm-hmm. you know, another one goes down, so they're going to be in the in the lookout for it as well. Um, That's it. It's going to Wasn't Jerry Judy one of them as well? Uh, yeah. yeah, Jerry Judy has something going on, doesn't he? Ah, he's got some type of injury, I'm pretty sure. And but, saying uh, that, 
That's what I'm saying. So it's supply and demand. So I think really it's uh, goodbye, Rich. It's one of uh, one or two ways that they either strike while the iron's hot and they do it and get in the market early before it really gets too expensive. Or if they don't, I don't see them taking a player that gets cut from another team. Um, so really it's a case of I think they've either already picked their wide receiver who they're going to take and they'll do it early. But if we don't see it, they're literally rolling with what we've got. That's my opinion. Hmm. Another thing. I'm sorry. Uh, there we go. So let's move on to the next one. Um, so uh, like I said, we're going through the crap first. Um, Jake Ferguson has a hamstring. So just to further, yeah, just to further crack on with uh, Dak's receiving options. He went down with a hammy yesterday during the mock game. But also, Jerry Sprinkle uh, is in a walking boot after he hurt his Achilles. So there's that going on. Um, maybe they bring Rico Gathers back. Who knows? But um... Oh, come on, mate. No. Come on, mate. Behave yourself. <laughs> Behave yourself. My goodness. Chat. But talking of... Everyone is watching this. You, everyone's going to be gunning for you for that comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, also in other news, in other Rico new, news, uh, Rico Dowdle is currently uh, out with the Rona. He's got the uh, he's he does have the virus, so he's away at the moment. Um, so let's bring it back to the good stuff then, shall we? Uh, Anthony Barr. Who wants to talk yeah. about Anthony Barr first? Who's excited? Who's excited? Who's I'm excited? excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. Chris said, DG Doll just even brought up the comments. <laughs> like, what do you think about the Anthony Barr scene? And what I, for, I, for one, for what the price that we're paying for, I'm quite happy about it. Like, yeah. it, 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 it brings good cover, depth yeah. towards yeah. like a really dis, like very thin line depth chart of a linebacker core. So, mm -hmm. with his experience and what his attributes are, I'm very happy for what the price that we paid for and what he can bring to the table. Whether that that will transpire, how much game time he'll get, that remains to be seen. But overall, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. I, this is an exciting. Last year, I was very, as you, if you remember, very excited about the Malik Hooker signing. I was just like jumping over the moon. I am just about the same with this signing. Um, just basically what it means for Micah Parsons, this more than anything, it gives him free reign, basically. Um, yeah, but Lawn that way, Lawn and uh, Rich, give us your feelings on the Anthony Barr signing, and then we'll go through stats and style and contract costs and all the rest of it. Give me your initial feelings. I'll, I'll let you go first, Rich. <laughs> what has two thumbs and is really happy about this signing? <laughs> this, guy. Uh, this guy right here, this guy right here. Like you said, it's it's free reign for Micah. Um, yeah. They made a really good point on... Oh, was it Hanging with the Boys? I think it was Hanging with the Boys today. Um, mm -hmm. They were talking about this. They were all really hyped about it. And there's been a real concerted effort, um, which I know Paul has been behind in terms of adding size to this defense as a whole, but especially mm -hmm. the line. So now that they seem to have gotten some big guys in the middle... Hopefully that plugs a bit of the run up the middle. That then forces people to go to the edges. So we know who's playing defensive ends. Yeah. When it comes to linebackers, now you've got, on one side, you've got Micah Parsons. Good luck with that. You've now got Anthony Barr on the other side, who is pretty sturdy. Mm. 
he, he can play the mic, but you generally find he's on the edge. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, that yeah, then, yeah. like you just highlighted, there's versatility there. And he is... A little. He can play with pressure. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, has yeah, decent size. He yeah, can play yeah. with pressure. He can bring it up. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of mixing going around. I think there's going to be a lot of fun. This is a linebacker call that potentially could be really fun to watch. This mm-hmm. is yeah. really yeah. fun to watch. Just for our audio listeners, uh, the comment brought by DG Dog once again is like Bar's not as bad as a pass rusher and has decent size also, which we completely yeah. agree. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go through his stats in a moment once we get Lorne's feelings because I know Lorne's very excited when it comes to uh, um, yeah, Bar I mean, because it sounds like brew. Yep. Because <laughs> 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 Paul has just given up. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm coming out with him tonight. Yeah. <laughs> For the audio listeners, oh. Paul is face bombing. <sighs> yeah, just, he loves just it. To... He loves it. Just to go on the back of what everybody else has said, I mean, we've got a four-time pro bowler at yep. a bargain cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got a guy who has something like 16 interceptions in his career at linebacker. We haven't had a linebacker since probably what, back in the days of, um, who was it, Bruce Carter and what have you, that uh, oh, yeah, you know, have had multiple, multiple interceptions. Mm. Um, you know, so this is this is only going to help with the pass defense Dex- as well. Mr. Coakley. It, well, yeah, but uh, there's somebody more recent than that, sort of um, oh, around right. about the first year that we had Ro- Rolando McLean and what have you. Rolando McLean. Uh, uh, mm. But you know, this is this is only going to help us, um, you know, because you don't have to t- you don't have to sub him out for passing downs. He can be quite no. easily in. You could have, you can take. Uh, LVE out if you're you're worried on passing downs. Um, you know you're not having you're not basically forcing people to. <laughs> all of these guys can sort of mix and match if need be, and we're going to be seeing Parsons lining up at Mike. We're going to see him line up at all three linebacker positions. Um, so it's not a case of then sub- subbing somebody into or subbing somebody out. You can have all three on the field. You could. You, again, you could have some sort of nickel package where you actually have one of these linebackers still on the field as well, and mm. perhaps covering as well. So yeah, um, it it just gives more flexibility for this defense and Dan Quinn will s- scheme ways of working them in as well. Oh, Anthony oh, Barr thinks it's Christmas right in freaking August. Yeah, well, I would say more than I would say Anthony Barr is. I bet he's sitting there going, yeah, "Look at looking at, at Micah Parsons last year, and then the progression of LVE through the year, and going, yep, I can't wait for this.' <laughs> do, you think, do you think that's had an maybe. impact on why he's gone for the money he has? Uh, no, I would say it's his injuries. It's, because basically, um, when you look at like you know the risk assessment involved with Anthony Barr, the negative mm-hmm. is his knees. Basically, that's why he, they're moving on. Is that he does come with a, a baggage of, a, a, in terms yeah. of an injury history. But I said, but he had a good season. Give me the stats, right? So here we go. Last season, he, he had a, he had actually an up season. So obviously, two thousand and twenty hardly played. Um, Due to injury, but here it is in 98 games. Are you ready? I'll give it to you all 
So uh, in 98 games, he's had, and let me get this up, five interceptions, uh, 31 pass defences, eight forced fumbles, seven fumble recoveries. One of them, in fact, was against Dallas last year when we played him, although we beat them, but he still did that. He has scored a touchdown, 17 and a half sacks, 495 tackles, 39 tackles for a loss. There goes long. Yeah, one safety and 139 total pressures. It's all right. Yeah. But, like, people will say, yeah, but what's he done recently? Ironically, uh, 2018, when he when he got his last Pro Bowl award, if you like, or, or you know, his sign there, he had um, a better year in 2021, last season, than he did in that year. Exactly. Yep. So, I don't... I, I get the point you're making. It's just with how good a season he had, I find it difficult to accept that... That's the whole like eight mil is a long way to come for that when it's not like an injury prone kind of thing. Mm. Um, yes, he got injured, but he hasn't necessarily shown he's injury prone or there's a massive weakness there. He's come back, he's had his prove it deal, and yeah, you know, I know, I know he's saying with the type of injury and there is concerns there, but eight mil is a long way to go. And by all accounts, he dropped the money on his end rather than, say, Dallas pushing him down, is what I've heard. So I do just wonder how much what's here around him plays into that. Just want to bring up, um, I think, yeah, I want to bring up Drunk's comment. Uh, If you have a a second name, Drunk, I... Feel free to put that in your comments as well so we can uh, help you with that. But he's very yeah. hype about Anthony Barr as well. And and he does make a good this point. Is right? This is true. Yep, yep. Some players that do come to Dallas tend to have a good rebirth. Good good prime example. Yeah, a a Mary Cooper. Yep. A Londo McLean. Like, um, yeah. like there's, there's a good few names out there, for sure. But I think Especially in to- recent history as well. And recent Especially history, really. uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely, one hundred, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, and like the thing is, is he plays that very, and you already attested to it, long because I, I went watching tape um, throughout the day today and just before we came on on Anthony Barr. Is you see him, especially when he's on the right hand side of the line, the because he's just so tall and lanky and. Such big reach. If he's over there and the, the 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 players are trying to pass that way, he's just this big blanket that just sticks his arms up. And you see it so many times. But he'll he's also got the speed and the agility to cover the flat. But if you do decide to run that way as well, his ability to scrape, he hasn't got any loss uh, of power with all that speed. He can scrape and get to the ball carrier. And like like I said, I was watching the, the, the Cowboys game from Minnesota last year, and he was in. And he is, he's wrapping Zeke up. He's tackling, he's no fear, and he's tackling up, wrapping him up. Um, he gets a forced fumble off a sack. Cooper Rush gets sacked, and he's all over that ball straight away. He's one of the first to react. Uh, and what I do like is there's a lot of parts to him, because he is primarily this very typical off-ball, you know, linebacker. We have said he can sack. You do see it. 
Um, but he's really where he comes into play is just his tackling and his coverage. He's just the pin that that that's his, his, his pinnacle of the game. But he's also just his playmaker. And we've already got two playmakers on the field in, in um, Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons. Now you're going to put another guy who can get play the ball. I mean, that is like the options available. And think what you can do now with Micah Parsons having that there. That the, the packages you can run are just like endless um, with those options. So, very happy news of the anti-bar. Um, he is in Dallas actually, as we speak. He's there now. Well, he's not in Dallas. Mm-hmm. He's in LA. So he's only and he's already yep. in LA. So uh, he's in Dallas as in terms with the team. So I should make myself clear. So he's already with them, uh, which is good news. So we'll we hopefully get to see him in camp sometime soon because obviously they're gonna put him through all the uh, yeah big, he's, all the he's going through he hasn't signed yet he's going through all the medical stuff now yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. pending that they're expecting potentially to see him at denver yeah which will be fun uh which yeah. by the way is uh I, from the moment of recording this that denver game is 10 days away uh, mm-hmm. Cooper Rush days, Cooper Rush days. Unless you're listening from the podcast or on Facebook tomorrow, <laughs> then you're on Tony Romo days. Tony Romo days, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Unless you're listening to it on Saturday, then it's Tri Eight. <laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I know. Cool. Then it's Sunday, and then you're on Trey Craig's day. Craig We could keep doing this all day, so we won't. Um, but all right, let's get back to this then. So there is obviously some other news. Um, Matt Wolatsko, he is out with a soldier, the shoulder surgery injury. Um, muffed that up, so now that brings offensive tackle back to question. Good news is Josh Ball has been all right so far, he's, he's held his mm-hmm. own, but it's dead. Yep. It's dead. We're here again at offensive tackle, and we all know why we talk so in depth about the depth of offensive tackle is that there's an issue with. <laughs> the left tackle. At some point, Tyron Smith is going to get injured and we're going to have to do a bit of a shuffle. Swing tackle is now a question, but we're here again. And I've gone and checked. Free agency, forget it. Yeah, I just I just don't know what the, what the option is going to be here at tackle. I mean, this, I feel, tackle right now is a bigger issue than wide receiver. Yep. Uh, yep. I completely agree with that. I mean, you know, it's it's one of the sort of things, especially if you catch any of the the spring leagues that you're watching, the USFL mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Half the reason why they're not not flourishing is that you know there is an absolute dearth of good O line play. The yeah. NFL has all the O linemen that it needs, you know, and there isn't that depth of quality. Even yeah. the backups in a lot of places. Yeah. And, you know, Mickey, Mickey Spagnola's it, the last couple of weeks he's been going through talking about the the situation, and you know, you've got guys like mm. um, is it Riley Reef or whatever who's signed with Chicago for one year for yeah, three yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're yeah. going to be having to, you're going to have to fork. He's probably the best that was on the market. Him. And you're going to have to fork out something like that as well. And, you know, we're just going to have to do something. Do you want to pay that for a swing tackle, though, Lorne? Not at all. Not at all. No way. No way. For 
for for somebody who is effectively going to be as as good as the guys that we've had in previous years, like Ty Nzeki, mm-hmm. Cam Fleming, Cam yeah. Irving, um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to pay three million for that. So. Well, yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you definitely went through our names that just gave gave me really a big shudder. Of yeah. <laughs> Chaz Green, uh, there's another one. Yeah, there is something about fifth, fifth round offensive lineman picks that we make that you know never never picks in general, mate. Yeah, yeah. Fifth, the fifth round picks in general, they they Got sort of love But I mean, the good news is, in terms of the O line, is and we said it last week when we was talking about camp, is that they were doing a lot of O line shuffling around, and now they seem to be trying to find the, that cohesiveness now to find the unit, which means Tyler Smith is being put into the left guard position, and he's just balling out. Um, even Zeke has yeah. come out and made comments and said, "Yeah, this guy, it, he's strong." Dude's strong with an yeah, he's strong. Starting with the letter X, so he's wrong. You you only have to look at him putting Tristan Hill yeah. in the dark yeah. the other day, yeah. and Tristan Tristan Hill is having a, he's good, having camp. a good camp. He's, mm. And you know there was nothing wrong with what Tristan Hill did there. It's not mm. like a certain yeah. he just got from, Yeah, it's not like a certain player from a couple of years ago who would just stand up when the ball <laughs> got snapped and get. Mm. <laughs> pushed off yeah, the ball all yeah. the time. So. I mean, like, well, I mean, um, let's talk about Tristan Hill. You make a nice little segue because I, I made notes on it. That we we said when we were talking about camp battles uh, a few episodes ago, actually, episode one of season four, we said uh, one of the uh, camp battles uh, at the moment, or well, a good one to watch, a defensive tackle involved Tristan Hill, and he needed to have a really important camp. And at the moment, he seems to be he's he's doing his thing. He's he's making all he's ticking all the boxes. Yep. And he's always and it, one of the first ones into the drills. Yeah, and you only have to look that we brought we brought um Tack McKinley in for a for a, yeah. a workout yeah. last week. I mean that just goes to show that they're obviously yeah. they are looking at other options. It's it's maybe lighting a fire under everybody. I've heard that Tristan Hill would be on the trade block because, yeah, there's no loyalty from this coaching staff. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a holdover from the Marinelli days, and Marinelli wasn't actually. He was, he was at at the draft time. He was going, yeah, this is going to be our next big player, but you know, he never did anything that first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, unfortunately, in the last couple of years, he's, you know, he started out. He's had strong camps. And then, mm-hmm. sadly, he went down the same same week that Dak went out with his injury, lost for the season, came back last year, you know, didn't get activated until about week two or three. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was playing in, in place of Gallimore. And then when Gallimore came back, Gallimore took his spot probably more than anything. So, um, yeah. you know, he needed to ball out. And I think he has this, this camp. So, again, if yeah, he can no, just he stay healthy, you know, it, it's going to make thing. it interesting when the cut down comes. Yeah, and, and this really is the year for him. He's had that those years to develop now. So this is like we always say, go three years or plus to find out what you truly got. Um, we're here now. So this is it for him. So this is the year where we go, was that day two pick, that second round pick, which is really the Cowboys' first pick that year mm-hmm. uh, yep. in the draft, is he going to be worth that value? This is it for him now. Um, but let's Let's move on to some good things here. Zeke and Pollard both look 
looking really good. I mean, Zeke is making some jump cuts. Like, and I posted uh, uh, some images from camp of him doing it. Some jump cuts going through the middle, and you know, it's all power. When I come on, it's different for the offensive linemen and the running backs, and they're really showing up. Pollard takes uh, you know a nice little swing pass, goes sixty yards down the field. But here's a question for you and everyone at home, right? Because I was thinking about this today. Who needs who more this year? Because I really think the splits are going to be divvied up um, a lot more differently than it has been. Pollard's going to be sprinkled in a lot, a lot more. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if there's going to be some games where Pollard has more touches than Zeke. But here's the question for you. Who needs who more? Does Zeke need Pollard more, or does Pollard need Zeke more? Oh. It's an easy one for me. Go on, then. Hit us with it, Rich. Pollard needs Zeke more. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd have to agree with that, because I think you need you need that change, you know, you need that thunder and lightning. You need Zeke to actually wear down the defence, pound it out between the tackles, and then you, you sucker the, the defence into the the middle of the field, and then you've got Pollard open on the outside. Yeah. Um, I think if the wide receiver situation is as it is, we might see a couple of we might see this two back set that they've been talking about, and then you swing Pollard out in into the slot. So um, Which try and create can, mismatches. It's, it's there. Try possible. and create it's mismatches there as well. Yep. Yeah. Like, mm. I, if anything, I think we'll see more of a like for yeah. super in terms of Pollard. I think we'll see more an even split between rushing yards and receiving yards. And yeah. the yeah, very possible, the, very possible. Yeah. No, I I completely agree with that. And another reason for that is the approach that Mike McCarthy took last season in terms of where he would he was physically caught on camera saying we need to keep Zeke as much as we can until the postseason. He's already got a lot yeah. of a lot of miles on the clock. You need to retain as much of that, staying as fresh as you can to the postseason. And Jerry Jones completely agrees with that because he's gone on file saying he thinks a big part is getting through the main regular season as uninjured as possible. And staying healthy into the postseason, so I completely agree. Um, but yeah, you ultimately Pollard is a, a very, very good, and then some change of pace back. But you need a pace to be set mm. by a Belka running back to be able to change that pace, and that is where Zeke comes in. I've got a, I've got a reverse question for you guys. Who does Dak need the most, Zeke mm. or Pollard? My question is for that one is very simple Zeke. and it's easy. Zeke. Because for the pass protection Zeke. he can provide. Yeah. Like he is the pass without, protection like, is what and really like, that's what it boils down to. Exactly. Like Pollard, like he's not gonna take one on one from a defensive tackle like, like an Aaron Donald nope. or anything like that or slow him nope. down essentially. He's gonna nope. get flatlined. Nope. Whereas Zeke, he can hope like he can slow him down for that extra second or two seconds, whatever. Yes. And he's probably right up there in the top five in terms of uh, the pass protection of all running backs. You could say Derrick Henry is probably one one of them up there as well. Very underrated in his pass protection, I might add. Everyone talks about 
Derrick Henry's running game because he's just an absolute unit. But his size and physicality for, for who he is, he is perfect for that role to be that type of do it all type of running back. And see, does that as well. Yeah, and I, I I agree with you, and I do, I think it's not just with the pass protection as well. I think you you, you know it, on these um, run pass options or the 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 QB mm. options that you're talking about as well, you don't see that when Pollard's Pollard's in because you know Pollard's going to always seek to go outside the tackles, and um, what you need is somebody like Zeke to take it up the middle. Give that yes. threat. That's a middle, fair point. So you the get, collisions, you get the, the collision. Yeah. Defensive linemen to come in to the, yes. the centre. They are that different. They are different it's, styles of running back. Yeah, Paul is definitely more of a swooping sweep type of moving yes. out outside the outside the edge, yes. or he yeah. might cut back into the B, into the B gap, but he will never go through an A gap. Never nah. go through an A gap. Nah. Yeah. Uh, and we've said this. We we said this before. Me and you, Paul, had this conversation. In fact, that. When Zeke is on the field, you can see it and you can feel it. It's decidedly different. And you hear it as well in the collisions. That when yeah. Zeke goes into that line and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, it's going to be a one-yard game. And when they pick the ball up, they go, oh, right. And you look at it and it's second and seven. And you wonder how the hell that happened, how Zeke done that. The collisions are different. But also you can feel it in the defensive presence that when they're there, you can, you can feel that they're different because Zeke is on the field and when Pollard is. Um, but I do, I genuinely feel that they should, there's going to be games. I, I will guarantee it the way things are going right now, that if it stays on this trajectory, there are going to be games where Pollard plays more snaps in that game than Zeke. Well, absolutely. And it's, and it's mm, all down yeah. to the, the, it all depends on the type of defense you're playing game up against. Game like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just want to bring up um, a DG Dog, Dog's comment again. Um, so he's talking about Zeke's contract, and that seems to be one of the big factors, especially within our franchise. That's not his con- yeah, but yeah, we well, tend to we, te- we tend to have a, a lot of debate about. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Zeke, uh, he's not worth the amount of money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I will reiterate my defense on this. See if it wasn't for Tard Gurdley and his agent, we would not be having this discussion. Yeah, like, yeah. like the contract isn't his fault. It's not his fault. It's down to his agent, like, and down to the Cowboys, whatever. Now, but Zeke's doing what he's supposed to be doing. But mm-hmm. it'd be a completely different story or a different um, a way of discussion if Todd Gurley never got that contract with the LA Rams all those yeah. years ago, <laughs> right? and, and Zeke's sitting there like, "Hold on a minute here, I'm a much better running back than Todd Gurley is. I'm less prone to injury." And I'm more consistent in terms of getting more, like near a thousand yards per season compared to this guy. So I should be on more money than that. And that's where the whole fiasco is. And at the time, and then they keep they they keep putting his contract. They keep going. You know, they'll adjust his contract year by year. So what that does, like they've done with Dak, is it makes the other years down the line more expensive. That's what it does. It doesn't change how much money the player gets per year, but no. on the cap, how it, how it's um, distributed out makes it more expensive as it goes down the line. This is part and parcel of how it all works. Absolutely. And that's not his fault either. But what is some good news that I like, and me and Lorne have spoken about this, is Rico Dowdle. Now, he, mm. Is, mm. he is 
right now, I know not right now because he's out with the virus, but um, but prior to that, he's showing oiliness. And I mean, he's been fluid. He's loose hipped. He's been making plays. And one of the things that I was thinking is that if you're having problems, and we've already spoken briefly about this, is that um, if you're going to have, if you're going to carry all three running backs, you could effectively because he did do this as well, Tony Pollard, is you could use him as, like you've already said, Lorne, as a, a slot-wide receiver, and you can still keep the two-back system that you have with Rico Dowdle yeah. in the mix. It's not ideal. I'm not saying that that's a perfect system, but at least it gets you through games, certainly early in the season, while Gallup and James Washington are trying to get back in the fold. I don't know what you guys think of that. Well, it gives you options at the end of the day. And yeah. God forbid if anything happens at tight end, that yeah. gives you a little bit of flexibility, at least in the slot. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see how that goes. But right now, running backs, I know it's a little light uh, today in practice for various reasons, but it certainly will keep an eye on things. And Denver's going to be a great place to see how they utilize and, and move things around. Although Zeke, you're not going to see much of. I don't think we'll see Zeke in the preseason at all. Uh, no, exactly. The, the very, just want to touch very quickly on DJ yeah. Dog's comment there. There was very, very wise words I heard a couple of years ago, or a good couple of years ago, actually, um, from friend of the show, Brian Broadus. Mike is awesome. Very, wise, very knowledgeable guy. Um, and I cannot remember it verbatim. Did he say Mike is awesome? He did say Mike is um, <laughs> awesome. Everyone knows that anyway. God's sake, Mike. But um, <laughs> it was words to the effect of <laughs> the main problem with a guy is that everyone knows how much money he makes. Yeah, as soon as you money. know how much money someone makes, things change. Yeah. Um, and people start having a lot more and a lot stronger opinions. And you've seen it with a lot of players, a lot of players that have done well, but people expected them to be up here and they were down here. And because they know the money, things, people get ideas in their head and, and, and they start getting out of kilter and they're not happy with it. And those opinions will be voiced and very strongly. Yeah, I'm just trying to bring up another comment just to be simple. I will bring up Graham's comment. Six contracts down to the Jones and no one there else. Restructure mm -hmm. also means delayed mortgage, which is true. Yep. Uh, yep. But I'll bring up a uh, drunk's comment. Um, it's like, how about we just start parlor and let eat and let Z eat leftovers? In theory, it sounds this, this, good this idea. Is... In, in, in theory, it sounds a good idea, but I'd be worried of putting Pollard in the first down when you're up against. Like, say, for example, the Eagles defensive line. That is, to me, I, I'd be worried for Pollard's health after, after that. Yeah. I, the, one, the one place, funnily enough, right, to say I'm not disagreeing or agreeing with that comment, but what I would say is that between now and week one is a great place to find out if that would work. You're not going to have yep. Zeke in the preseason. So let's have the dress rehearsal game with Tony Pollard and give him a high amount of snaps. How does he fare during that? How is he when you put it all the way on him? 
what 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 you know <laughs> I, like that. I like this comment don't mm, worry about the yeah, 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 yeah. can't run oh yeah. brilliant um, he, he can jump man he can jump um he, he can just... jump he can't run the uh, um the you can't see he hasn't fall off right yeah yes you can you can make a reasonable thing and i know what i've said about yeah. his comeback um okay there has <laughs> definitely been changes to his game um, a lot of that has been the simple fact of, no like, like Drunk said before, the O-line. This, and I would agree that this team, this franchise, probably wasted one of the best altogether offensive lines in the history of football. I agree. Um, from true. years ago. So I completely agree with that. But you then cannot turn around and say that all of that fall-off is completely on Zeke when you know and accept the fact that the O-line is massively depleted compared to what it was. Moreover, touching on what we said earlier about Mike, you brought up the point of when you lose your starting quarterback, generally the season's over. You, or That's how it's that's viewed. Um, unless, of course, one of your backups or your third backup is, is Dak. You look at what we said earlier. Go back and look at the games from last year. There are plenty of occasions from multiple teams, especially in the second half of the year, where Zeke quite literally saved his quarterback's neck. There were plenty of occasions where defensive yeah. end, linebackers, even free safeties were coming in like shit off a stick and they were coming in hot and Dak was going to get laid the F out. Hmm. And Zeke was the man that got in the way and he either stopped them or slowed them down. But you know Tony Pollard ain't going to do that. Mm. You, yeah. you can say we can put it all put it all on him but he's not going to have in the preseason the likes of certain people barreling down at him at speed with momentum and be able to stop him it's not going to happen Zeke yeah. can do that he's built that way he's tough Pollard won't do that so if you well, really want to pull it all on, on Pollard I think you're really risking a hell of a lot a well here's one need you here's one for you well I, I, well, I was going to get my get my point, and it's like if any running back that cannot even get up to the line of scrimmage, then that's on the O line for not making the blocks. Yeah, we that, talked that, about this. That that's before. a simple fact. Yeah. Like if your running back is getting hit beyond the line of scrimmage, like even if it's just down the line, the middle, the only time you can really argue that is you're shifting out to the edge. Because mm. you're going wide out, you're not gaining up as much forward momentum as much as that. But mm. if you're getting hit, if you're going for inside run and you're getting hit like two yards back, like just even where Dak was just handed you the ball, then that's on the O line. That's not. Oh, yeah. you can. It's not. It's not on the running back. You can yeah. have a propensity as a running back to fall forward when you're hit, but if you're tackled behind the line of scrimmage, you ain't going to fall forward nine freaking yards. That ain't you gonna have to bring no momentum. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's if, not if, gonna if happen. Anything, if anything, if anything as well, and 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 I do apologize, drunk. For, if, sorry if we're kind of making you feel we're against. We're not. We're loving the comments, man. And bring it more. The bring it, bring it on. We're it's loving a good it. Point. It's a really good point. And yeah. if, if there's one thing, if there's one thing you can really give Zeke credit for is yards after contact. Mm-hmm. Like even beyond he gets hit beyond the line of scrimmage, he still manages to get it just maybe one yard or two yards. Like it may not look pretty on the TV screen, but it, sorry, that was my phone. It's dying. <laughs> it's it's all good. <laughs> um, but um, 
but you get the point though it's like if he if you get a tackle beyond the line of scrimmage and somehow you still manage to get a yard gain that's a win from a from a from a yardage point of sale so um but yeah um I got, but what i can do is i can put your mind at rest with zeke though right is that what you've got to remember is there's two parts to zeke's season last year there's healthy Zeke and there's injured Zeke. Yes. Yeah. What people yeah. don't realize is uh, the New England game is where he got injured. To that point, he ranked third in the league in yards per carry at 5.2 yards per carry. After that, that was it. It dropped to the three yards and below. So there's two parts of the season. If Zeke, if Zeke had carried on the, the in the, uh, the, the way he was going, yeah, he would have been, he still finished as a top 10 running back, right? Yep. Most of that was due to the first quarter of the season in what he did when we had healthy Zeke. Sure. Healthy Zeke was on fire last year. And in those games, in the first five games, right, and I'll give this to you, first five games, one, two, three, four, he had five touchdowns. After that, after that, see, after that game, so after week five, he had two, three, he had five touchdowns all season. So the first five weeks, he was on fire, got injured, become a different player. And what do you expect? The guy had a knee injury, and they kept trying to just put him in there. They had no choice to. Yeah, they were just basically just trying to say, no, 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 we don't care. He would have like, finished as, like, right behind. He wouldn't have been Jonathan Taylor, but he would have most certainly mm. been right behind him if he'd stayed on that trajectory. Uh, well, yeah. Even maybe not from Zeke's point of view, but remember last year when it came to Dak before his injury, the projections yeah. he was getting, he was mm-hmm. about to break all NFL records before he got injured against the Giants. Yeah, he, so, yeah. that was yeah. another another example. Yeah. So I, I, there's two different... That's the way I look at it. So I want to see how Zeke is at the start of the season. You'll be able to judge. This part of the season, pre-season with camp, and I'm just sticking with Drunk's comments because I, I, I'm kind of like with him and not at the same time yeah, it's, is that, it's, is that... A, it's a good discussion it's a great yeah, discussion and this is yeah, what we're and this is what we're enjoying so drunk <laughs> thank you so much again for your comments yeah, keep Dog, reeling samuel everybody keep is on, watching right now keep uh, on reeling in guys yeah, keep, uh, and keep yeah i just in. think i just think that this side of the season you're going to find out what you got in pollard the start of the season you're going to find out what you got in zeke that's the yeah. way it works yeah. but let's move back to the defense guys uh i just want to say anthony brown right now he is my player of camp at the moment. He's just mm. completely on oh, fire, yeah. balling out. But I do want to say, on the backside of that, Jordan Lewis has decided to turn it on as well. Mm-hmm. So there's cornerback one, two, and three. I'm, but I'm, I'm, guy. Go on. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm still going to wait for that butt with Jordan Lewis, though. No, but, no, he's he's doing absolutely. No, I agree. He's not with having Paul. any problems. But, but, I, I know it's. But, I see what you're saying. Like it's, it's going to come. Yeah, yeah. there's more of it to come. <laughs> but what you have seen, what you typically saw with with pretty much everyone not named Diggs last season, was that they were, but especially with Jordan, they were there and balls were in the vicinity, and they were tipped, and it was a. Oh, you probably could have, should have come down with that one. Maybe. (laughs) With the amount there were, you would have expected a couple more. You look at what (laughs) happened the other day with Jordan Lewis. I believe he got an interception. Was it Jordan Lewis? And it was one of those juggling, oh, he hasn't got it. 
and then he gathers it and yeah, brings it in. Down with it, yeah. So yeah. basically, like hold, holding a hot potato. He just brings it in, gets the magnet out of his sleeve, and just sucks it into his hands. And yeah. it's it, it's brilliant. So I was like, I watched that, and I was like, okay, this could potentially be a bit of a change, a nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, there was that progression from almost being there to okay, we're going to start nailing a couple of these now. Because we, yeah. we talked about last year when we let go Cheeto. It's like mm. shouldn't it shouldn't not be the other way about. We kept Cheeto and, and let Jordan Lewis go. Mm-hmm. Like we all had that yeah. argument. But it seems to be it's from what it's Just starting to slowly progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what it is with Jordan Lewis is the same what we were talking about with Tristan Hill is consistency. Mm. But it seems to be all of a sudden this year, both Tristan Hill and Jordan Lewis are finding a level of consistency. But, um, (laughs) that's yeah, it's like, I like Jordan. So, John's brought in a comment. I I do like this one. I like Jordan Lewis. I like girls, but what is getting paid when you know what getting paid? If only all the players were that getting paid that small amount and you would know no one would have a problem with it i totally get it was it was it as well paul me and you were speaking about jordan lewis a few shows back and may have been was it was it was it cbs or fox sports and they ranked slot cornerbacks and jordan lewis was second that's right ah yeah no i Mm. think it was i think it was me and you it was talking about that yeah yeah he was actually ranked the second best yeah it was fox wasn't it might have been i'm I'm pretty sure it was fox sports yeah Yeah, i'm pretty sure Here's a here's one though where people don't seem to be talking about, and I see it constantly at the moment. A guy who's going under the radar, who's doing everything he needs to do and ticking boxes, is Nation Wright. That guy, yeah. all of and, and, and he was and he was one of the talk, and he was one of the talk of the talks last camp as well. Yeah, yeah, because he was a mm-hmm. top one hundred player and he was classed as a UDFA. Yeah, mm. they gave him a U, uh, they gave him an outside draft rank basically. Go on, Ron. Yeah, the, I mean the one thing as well, you know, we're we're saying that Anthony Brown's having a good camp, but yeah, you know, he's still he's still prone to the odd drop. I mean, oh, yeah, if yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If you went back to last season, Anthony Brown could have doubled his interception total last season <laughs> and had quite <laughs> yeah. a few pick sixes last yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's, the, here's number, the, thing, the number that hit him in the hands and just bounced on the ground. Unfortunately, mm. you know, but I'm happy. And, and, I'm happy if if he if he's getting his hand on the ball. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that was the point I was just about to make. I don't, make I, I don't mind if Jordan uh, Jordan Lewis or whoever Anthony Brown, like, Anthony Brown, yeah. like drops a potential interception. As long as yeah. that, but as long as he's deflected that pass and, and that ball yeah. touches the ground, yeah, the play's dead. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, like he's done his job. He's stopped killed. the right receipt. He's, yeah. he's yep. killed. The, he's killed the play. Killed and, the drive. Yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. it's like linemen getting pressures. You don't always have to get home. If you're yeah. getting up there and you're getting the right result, good job. You're getting your hands yeah, in the face. Job. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But you, I've got, got your next main, question. Yeah. I've got your next well, question. Oh, go on, Ron. Go on. The, main, the main thing for me is that Anthony Brown, the early years in the league, he yeah. had a susceptibility to mm. watch the QB's eyes and yeah. the QB could get him on double moves. That's not happening this year. It's mm. not happening last year, Bible. in the tail end of last year as well. So you know this is this is obviously something that's good. He's he's working. Yeah, it's clicking. You know, and and again, these these guys, Brown's in the last year of his contract. So again, yeah. He, yeah. talking about third year, yeah. uh, Jordan Lewis is in the second year of a three year contract, which is very similar to Brown. Mm-hmm. You've got these young guys, you know, boss man fat. 
He's, yeah. he's back. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's been cleared from legal matters, whether the NFL, mind you, the NFL seem to be focused on Deshaun Watson at the moment. Um, but, you know, whether anything's, yeah. whether anything's going to come of it uh, from Roger Goodell's office, who they've knows? Just appointed, they've but just they, appointed an attorney, actually, today. Yeah. Just like minutes uh-huh. ago. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, but, you know, this is... You've got these young guys that are cheap. Cowboys are looking to, you know, in an ideal world, all of these draft picks would be starting and... Um, you know, the, the, the veterans that are making two, three million a year yeah. upwards, these are the guys that would be getting cut, uh, let out onto the street. And the the main thing is that Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis are not resting on their laurels. They see no. these guys, they know what's happening. They know that they've got, they've got to come out and battle for this money. And yeah. that's what they're doing. So this is positive for me. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I, think it's, I, I think it's just a change... In the defensive philosophy from way back when yes. Rod Marinelli, it was the yeah. end, don't break. It was, mm-hmm. we'd rather see you give up the catch, give up the 10 yards, mm. but don't go for the interception. And, and give that up whole fly ball idea. Yeah. 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 But here's my question for you, right? That obviously we've got Diggs being Diggs, Anthony Brown showing out. Nation Wright is showing up at the moment and doing really good. Jordan Lewis has solidified his spot as well. So now we're down to Kelvin Joseph talk, right? Mm. At the moment, he's kind of been the guy not showing up as much, obviously with last year as well. So my question is now, with Nation Wright showing up and sort of, at the moment, I have him over Kelvin Joseph. So now you've got a day two pick. Again, struggling to make the roster. My question here is, is how much longer does it take before we call Kelvin Joseph a bust? Because he hasn't got much longer left for me. I, I'm i yeah. kind of losing. I, I really don't. I don't know if it's just me, guys, but yeah, uh, I think he's kind of a lot. I, I, I just don't see Joseph getting much game time at all. And At the moment. Just, and... I think he might actually get. It might. Don't think he'll get cut this year due to the no. numbers. No, 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 Next year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. He needs to take a trip to whichever big boy pack store the other guys have gone to, get himself a couple of pairs, and strap them on tight. Because yeah, if he doesn't sort of shape up um, and make any sort of great progression anytime soon, he's getting left behind. Yeah, and he's... this new not management, but, you know, Dan Quinn coming in and the people he's brought in, there has been a definite shift, especially in this off-season, away for some mm. big names because the availability and the production was not there relative to what they were being no. paid in a okay. lot of ways. I'll, so. I do I do want to bring up DJ comment, uh, Dog's comment. It's like, don't blame Joseph for the fascia TD. That was a sick catch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the catch of camp. Yeah, so, so just to add an extension to that, uh, Joseph was holding like hell yes, he on Vasher. <laughs> like he was doing everything in his path. Like he got beat by Vasher. He did try to recuperate. I was waiting for a flag. Uh, it, it, it was either going to be a touchdown or it was going to be a flag. That was yeah. it. So, yeah. and Joseph, like, like that catch was unbelievable. And I think, 
the, 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 the thing going at the moment, I think, for Kelvin Joseph is that it's this coaching staff, this very, very coaching staff we have right now are the ones that drafted him. So they are going to be apprehensive in letting him go. But, yeah, he's certainly – he's not on the hot seat quite yet, but he's certainly, I would say – come up in conversation so far with it's starting why, to warm up what's wrong yeah like, like yeah what's going on yeah you're starting to have those sorts of conversations of what can we do to help you because you are starting to try and find a way to make it work but mm-hmm. if it doesn't work like you said past this season they can't find a way to make it work other people are showing up and he's getting left behind yeah. It's unfortunately that is just one of those things. It's what, it's, it's gonna happen. And what's ironic, right, Paul? <laughs> you like this one? Is think about what we're having a conversation about here. We're talking about depth at defensive back as a Cowboys fan. When has that ever happened in the history <laughs> of the Cowboys? When, when, was the, when was the last time we ever mentioned depth within our secondary? <laughs> I mean, never, we, never. We go, we're talking never. about. We're talking about cornerback number five here, and we're going. Don't know if he's going to make the team. Who? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And when you look at the safeties, all the safeties are boring now. I, I, I mean, Mukwamu is a little bit quiet, yeah. but the, the safeties yep. are all doing their thing. Yeah, I mean, ah, uh, man, I, I just don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Okay, what, what, I got. What, I got. What's one concerning about Joseph is that the only the only time I've heard his name in dispatches was. The Vasher catch, yeah, and when James Washington went down injured, he was the yes. one that was in coverage yeah. as well. Was, yeah, it's the he's only still... time you've heard about him really in camp. He's not. I don't think he's done a hell of a lot else. No. Bad luck is a good thing. Not, well, it's a real thing, you, In fact, I, I I do have to say something as well. I think also as well, like it didn't. I don't. This is just probably my personal opinion no, on, as well, and it kind of relates to Cole Beasley as well. Mm. And the reason I'm saying that is because mm. of the music mm. career. Like you can't, like you can't be like I, I don't know if it's just me. And you can bash me, like talk, guys in the comments, guys watching this. You can bash me all you want, but for me, I'd rather have someone that's fully dedicated to the yeah. one thing and one thing only. You're no background noise. Yeah, you're either a football player or whatever. You can do you can do these side side projects, whatever that, but it shouldn't be taken up. Your time but, from football. Do you think then, though, Paul? Agree. Do you think though, Paul, as well? The stuff that's happened during the off season with the law and everything that's having an effect on his concentration, or is kind of like, oh yeah, t- just I, I, kind I, of I, like squished him, it, it, put it, him off yeah, filter. Of yeah, that, so yeah, that kind of kind of makes my comment even worse now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 um, but it, I'm just thinking. It's, it's, yeah, it's a fair point. Off, it's a fair know, point. Background noise. That's another thing. In it mind. is. A, it's a very, very fair point. Scouts, literally, scouts and team officials sit down with draft potentials and try and figure out just how committed these kids are yeah, to yeah, football, yeah. to that being their everything, anything and everything for however long because they want to know and they need to know before they invest that kind of draft capital in yeah, them. It, it so just... it's no different to someone who's already in the league. And That's... we've seen it in this team specifically very recently with the whole Hot Boys thing. You look at how everyone was so against the Hot Boys yeah. after, <laughs> after the end of the season. Just the, Not the guys themselves, but just the whole moniker and the focus yes. on it because there was such a moniker on it for building that brand. 
and doing lots of things with it. And like you said, I'm not against anyone having any kind of side hustle or doing anything else or building their own thing off of the back of what they do. I'm all for it, but it can't, if it's going to detract attention away from what you're mainly doing, you're going to have a problem. It's the same sort of logic as when guys turn around and I know it's the stable answer when they turn around and say, Oh, well, what are your thoughts on this contract you're coming up? Like, I'm just going to play football. Everything else will take care of itself. Well, it's the same logic. If you focus on your football, the other stuff will take care of itself. Yeah. yeah Simple true. as. The music is different because it's a different thing entirely. It doesn't fall off the back of it, yeah, which is true. why it detracts attention more, which is why it's actually a more reasonable comment, in my opinion, Paul. Genuine question, right? and it's, it's somewhat to re- related to what we're talking about, Rich, and Jalen yeah. Smith, with his whole mm. sunglasses, clear eye view brand, like, like, Great sunglasses, great brand stuff like that. But do you think it makes me just kind of realize? Do you think his side hustle may have actually really impacted in his actual playing ability? Maybe. I think I would. I would think so. I think he did a lot for fans. If you notice, he, with, 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 he, he does he, amazing work for fans. Yeah, I, he does a lot. I, absolutely, absolutely. Did, a lot. Of maybe, maybe not the clear review, but maybe like all the stuff. Like you would do a lot of stuff <laughs> for fans. I'm just wondering if that was something that attracted him away. He did a lot with fans and he did a lot in the community as well. Yeah, and okay, that is yeah, in yeah. no way a yeah. bad thing. No, no, of course not. But, but it, did he if do it too much? From you, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is going to be an issue. And unfortunately, yeah. these guys are mainly in a position to do those secondary things because they are football players. Yeah. So they need yeah. to make sure that that carries on so that they can do the other things because it enables it. Mm. So I, I, I think the. When Jalen Smith signed his contract, and obviously Jerry said that, you know, this is great, he's signed a contract that's team-friendly, he realises that the, the selling power of being in Dallas, and true enough, <laughs> after that, if you if you watched Jalen Smith's Twitter stream, uh, social me- any social media post that was all about, you know, what he's doing to help people set up businesses in Dallas... You know, and this was during the middle of the season. He's tweeting things like this, which realistically, you know, that's when he should be watching, doing the Sean Lee and sitting there till, okay, he doesn't need to live like a monk, but he needs to sit there and do two, three, four <laughs> extra hours a day of game tape or whatever. But no, he yeah. was posting about whatever awards he was attending that night to yeah. to promote the to promote his brand or promote somebody else's brand or whatever. Um, you know, with grants that he'd started, it start, helped start up the businesses, and I think that did detract from him. He he said, "Right, I'm going to use my marketing power to to build other people and help develop the community that way." Yeah. It's admirable, but you know, do, do that once you've actually completed your NFL career. Haggis Pizza has ended the chat. No, no. <laughs> pizza but. Um, what we will do is because obviously we're gonna have to tie this up now Stop before it. this runs too long. Uh, we will, uh, next week, once we've looked a little bit more at it, we'll talk about the kicker position because at the moment that is just soggy paper. <laughs> just do we have to? The can, we just, can we just yeah. leave that? Because I mean, that's depressing. The fact that both kickers yesterday made Ugh. one field goal between Ugh. both of them, they made one. And that and that was during the mojo moment as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about kickers next week once we see a, another week of it. 
Um, we'll see how that's going. Bring back Clive for bath. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> at, at this rate, people will be screaming to have Greg Zerline back. But no, um, no, mate, he would be an upgrade right now with what's going on. Uh, but um, go on then, Paul. You hit me with this. Go on, Alex. Yes, guys. If you're planning on to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to go and check out CowboysExperience.com for meet and greet, stadium tours, game tickets, tailgating, and much, much more. Like I said, like from uh, previous experiences using with Cowboys Experience, you get the yeah. ultimate experience being a, a Cowboys fan. Yeah, as you can see from the picture, get to meet like a Jane Overcheck, Michael Parsons, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, Drew Pearson, Hall of Famer, and much, much more. Yeah, Lord. Pizza may not be included. Pizza. <laughs> yeah. And, and make sure to check out all of these guys. These are guys that have been on our pod most of the time as well. So, Talking Cowboys, hanging with the boys, blogging the boys. You'll get to hear our, our friend Paul every weekend as well with the world's team. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Meg. Yep. Katie Stonehouse, Jeff Reinbold Show, Law Nation. You know, check these guys out. I'm constantly, I mean, I pretty much from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, I'm listening to podcasts and I'm All listening these to guys. these guys. So. Yeah, and uh, you are. You can go with this one. <laughs> you can go with this one, Rich, and then we'll tie it all up here. Oh gosh, right. Here's, here's the deal. If you're listening to this pod, you got to make a real effort. I know things are getting tight, but if you can, whatever you got to do, get a couple of side hustles on the go. Get something called Hot Boys that won't detract too much from your main job. Save some money. Get out with us in 2023. It's gonna be a ball. Yeah, it's going to be lit. That's lit. right. As we Lord as we always offer. say on that one, no great story ever starts with I stayed at home. No. <laughs> <laughs> Join the adventure. But that is it for this week, guys. We will be back next week uh, where we're going to look at another game or another week of camp. And it will be a little bit of a pre-game show because Denver's happening that weekend so finally cowboys on the field properly it is the hall of fame game tonight kick off in the uk one o'clock in the morning i'm not in work tomorrow so guess what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> plot twist you're going to bed i'll be a performance i can't even remember who's actually playing in the hall of fame this year uh jack raiders it's football so i'm gonna be watching yeah. but that is it guys uh from us we will be back over the weekend but you will see us on social media on twitter facebook instagram youtube yada 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 so uh have a nice safe weekend and we'll speak to you next week i'm gonna let these guys finish it out and we'll see you all again have a good one guys good good boys yep catch you next week guys have a great week